Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 74, Validation, Part 1. Hello, hello. It is good to be here. And I'm super, super, super excited about the topic I want to discuss with you today. It is one that I feel incredibly passionate about. My husband, Doug, was released from his calling as a member of our local young single adult bishopric about, oh gosh, it's been about six months already now. And we served there for three years. Just prior to that, I was so blessed to work with the youth of our stake And among the countless things that these young people taught me is that they, along with everybody else, needs to feel seen, heard, and loved exactly where they are. That's one of the best lessons that they helped teach me, that lesson about validation. Now, these thoughts are taken from the presentation that I gave for the Leading Saints Virtual Summit on Young Single Adults that I made reference to a few episodes ago. But that presentation was also about an hour long. So about 20 minutes of that was questions and answers. So I figured that if I cut this message in half, I could stick to that timeline that you've all said you like best within about 15 or 20 minutes. Is that about right? (laughs) But having said that, what I really truly hope is that you'll do a refresher course before you listen to next week's because they bookend the topic and entire message so perfectly when combined that I worry a little bit that we might lose some of the message And of course, it was a little bit too long to put into one giant message. So we're going to do a part one and part two. I've not done that yet, so I hope it works out. Over the past few years, I've been quoted as saying that what others think of you is none of your business, and that if we seek validation from the world, we will never have enough, do enough, or be enough, and that when we turn to our Father in Heaven through our loving Savior for that validation, we are always more than enough just because we are theirs. Now, I still believe that. I also believe that we can serve as God's hands on earth as we strive to uplift, support, and encourage our fellow travelers when we learn to appropriately validate them. Every child of God deserves to feel seen, heard, and loved exactly where they are and how they are, regardless of their age, their station in life, beliefs, or their confidence levels. But in order to do this effectively, we must first cease to judge, which tends to be one of those nasty little things that the natural man has a hard time conquering. Christ taught us in Matthew 7, 1 from his Sermon on the Mount, that we judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. The reasons for these teachings are, of course, obvious. We can't see the hearts of others like our Savior can. In Samuel 16, 7, we're shown this principle when Samuel was choosing a king, and the Lord gave Samuel the key on how to judge. He said, quote, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart, end quote. A basic universal need for every single human being is to believe that one, I am of worth, two, my feelings matter, and three, someone really cares about me. 
I believe that one of the greatest gifts we can not only give these young people as they face the unique challenges they do and carve out their divinely appointed futures, but everyone is to help them recognize the fulfillment of these needs through appropriate validation. Learning to validate others opens channels of communication. It helps develop trust. It facilitates ownership for problem solving, prepares hearts to be taught, and it may be one of the most important tools for interpersonal relationships that we can ever develop. It is certainly a skill set worth working on. So what is validation? Google defines it as recognition or affirmation that a person or their feelings or opinions are valid or worthwhile. I prefer, however, the ideas taught by Gary and Joy Lundberg in their book, I Don't Have to Make Everything All Better. They said, quote, validation is being able to empathetically listen and understand another person's point of view without having to change it. Furthermore, it is the willingness to stand with someone during their emotional experience, end quote. I love that. I think that is so beautiful. And it sounds an awful lot like the covenants that we make to mourn with those that mourn and comfort those that stand in need of comfort, right? Let's talk for a minute about what validation is not. Validation is not necessarily the agreement, acceptance, or condoning of another's behavior. It is simply the ability to convey love, understanding, and acceptance of them as human beings despite their behavior. That's a huge PowerPoint right there, something not to be forgotten. So the trick to effectively validating someone is that validating someone's feelings doesn't mean that you have to side with them or agree with their thoughts or beliefs. It only means that you're leaving space for them to experience those thoughts, feelings, and beliefs exactly as they are, and that you are willing to stand by them emotionally and really acknowledge them as they do. So we want to break that down just a little bit and talk first about what it means to feel truly seen. Many people feel completely grounded and solid as they forge through their lives with complete confidence. They're the ones that don't need or care a whit about what others think of them, and that's okay. Others, however, I would say probably three to one, struggle with regular feelings of insecurity anxiety, and face struggles that make them wish they could just disappear. These are the people that need to feel seen. These are the ones that Christ taught about in the parable of the lost sheep in Luke 15 verse 4. These are they that we are encouraged to leave the ninety and nine to find. These brothers and sisters of ours need to be seen for the great gifts they bring to the table of the kingdom of God on earth, and we have a responsibility to see them with eyes of charity, not judgment. True validation is seeing past the facades and fronts and recognizing them as the distinct children of God that they are, exactly where they are, even if those two don't seem entirely congruent. Max Licato taught one of my favorite ideas, and that was that God packed our bags for us, meaning he sent us to earth with everything we would need to find our way back to him. True validation, then, feels like giving people the room to unpack their bags, not the ones that we packed for them, but the divine gifts and traits that are inherently theirs and theirs alone. 
When asked by his disciples why Jesus taught in parables, he taught us in Matthew 13, verses 9 through 12, Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. End quote. There's a perfect reminder of seeing and hearing to better understand. So you all know this story. I was his own therapist for the last 10 years for a hospice company, and I was blessed to serve this beautiful hospice patient for nearly two of those years. She was an amazing woman, and she had lost all of her hearing from Meniere's disease at the age of 50. She became an avid student of body language, as you can imagine, and she told me that she was getting really good at recognizing cues that would tell her things that her ears no longer could. For example, she could literally tell by one look into my eyes how I was feeling when I arrived. It never ceased to amaze me. And she reported having a superpower of being able to determine how a person's day was going simply by the way they held their shoulders. Discerning these nonverbal communication skills can be invaluable when trying to develop real meaningful relationships and validating others. In a research study titled Nonverbal Communication in Psychotherapy in 2010, it was suggested that body language may account for between 60 to 65% of all communication. So whether we're paying attention to overall facial features, the way a person holds their mouth or holds your gaze, or maybe the arm gestures that they use, we would all do well to start paying more attention to those nonverbal communication clues. Because we can't genuinely and sincerely validate others until we really see them and what's going on with them clearly. I learned this lesson through a very special friend that taught me more than she will ever, ever know, whose permission, by the way, she gave me to share this story. I knew her, but not very well, before we ended up in the same young single adult ward that we were serving in, and this young, amazing young woman struggles with a certain degree of mental illness and doesn't do well in many social situations, so she tended to sit alone almost every week. Now, because I knew her, I reached out in friendship, and what I quickly saw through her downward glances and her unenthusiastic responses were that she didn't need someone to sit with her to make her feel like an active member of the ward. Her body language emanated complete independence and polite dismissal. I became quite aware upon further attempts that if we were going to have a friendship, it would have to be on her terms. While she never had to come out and say that, it always felt a little bit like one step forward, two steps back, you know what I mean? And it wasn't until my consistent actions helped her feel my love that things started to shift. That lasted for about six months while I tried to decipher what each nonverbal clue meant. And now, three and a half years later, our friendship seems effortless and lasting And it never ceases to amaze me when many of our phone calls or texts end with, I love you. I just love her. And do you guys remember the 2009 movie Avatar written and directed by James Cameron? Ah, still one of my all-time favorite movies. Well, the theme song sung by Leona Lewis bears one of the recurring themes of that movie, I See You which is what the Navi people, remember the race of those blue humanoids that lived in Pandora? That's what they would say in greeting and to validate that they acknowledge the other person in every way. 
Don't you just love that thought? That is surely the message that Christ sent to the woman taken in adultery and all the stone throwers who witnessed that interaction. Jesus knelt in front of the woman, didn't he? He looked directly into her eyes and really saw her and the evidence of where her choices had brought her. He taught us all the beautiful skill of validation. He did not condemn her, but charged her to go and sin no more. So like my deaf friend, if we can learn to see what's not clearly being said, we can help meet those universal needs of making another feel like they are worth seeing and that someone really cares about them. This may look like an arm around a friend who's lost a loved one with comforting words like, I am so, so sorry. I can see how truly hard this is for you. It does not look like comments such as, call me if there's anything I can do, or thank heavens we have the gospel. While those comments may be true and even offered genuinely and sincerely, remember we're not trying to change the way they feel, give them insight, or help them look at the bright side. We are there to mourn with them and help their emotional experience feel acknowledged, shared, and understood. So now I want to talk about what it means to feel truly heard. I absolutely love, love, love the 2016 General Conference Address by President Dieter F. Uchtdorf called Fourth Floor, Last Door. And he shares this beautiful story of a young girl walking along with her grandmother. And this perfectly exemplifies the teaching that there are more ways to see than with our eyes, more ways to feel than with our hands, and more ways to hear than with our ears. Quote, The song of the birds was glorious to the little girl, and she pointed out every sound to her grandmother. Do you hear that? The little girl asked again and again. But her grandmother was hard of hearing and could not make out the sounds. Finally, the grandmother knelt down and said, I'm sorry, dear. Grandma doesn't hear so well. Exasperated, the little girl took her grandmother's face in her hands, looked intently into her eyes, and said, Grandma, listen harder. (laughs) End quote. Oh, I love that story. And I feel that invitation because we all know what it feels like to be truly heard by the friend who is leaning in, fully engaged, hanging on every word, adding bits of proof with comments like, wow, that's amazing. Way to go. It just feels good, doesn't it? And it's evident that that person is trying to listen harder. In an Ensign article by Mark Ogletree titled Speak, Listen, and Love, the author says, quote, Being heard is akin to being loved. In fact, being listened to is one of the highest forms of respect and validation, end quote. I could not agree more. Sometimes the very best thing we can do to validate someone is simply to listen. Remember, the art of validation is that we're not responsible for fixing anything. There will be a better time for helping in that area. But when we listen with full attention, we are making the other person feel like what they have to say or express is of value and worthwhile. My mother had a gift for listening. I'm sure I've shared this before, but she would tuck us kids into bed every night and ask us all about our day, our thoughts on certain things, and then she would just listen. I'll never forget the way she looked while she listened. Certainly, she had other things to do, responsibilities to see to, and now as a mother, I know exactly what bedtime looked like. 
but she hung on my every word like I was sharing something truly important. And as a result, the adult version of me feels like I might have something of value to say and the confidence to say it. I believe the Christian minister Andy Stanley said it best when he said, quote, Leaders who don't listen will eventually be surrounded by people who have nothing to say, end quote. That is so, so, so powerful. I love that. There's a wonderful video on YouTube called It's Not About the Nail. People, if you haven't seen it, you have to go watch it. And I highly encourage you to take your spouse. <laughs> it's so stinking funny but only because it's so true about a lot of our listening skills. The video starts out by showing the lower half of a woman's face, and she's expressing her feelings of complete frustration. So she's sitting on this couch telling a man, probably her husband, that she doesn't know what to do about this horrible pain in her head. She's heartfelt and genuine in her concern, and she's really afraid that the pressure may never stop. She goes on and on about how scary and frustrating that is for her. And then the short video pans over her profile and you can clearly see there is a giant nail right in the middle of her forehead sticking right out. It shows the man then pointing out the obvious. Um, hello, you do know that you have a giant nail in your forehead. And he's pretty sure that getting the nail out will solve all of her problems. The woman then gets defensive. Imagine that. <laughs> she says something like, why do you always just try to fix everything? It's not about the nail. Why don't you just listen? She picks up where she left off on her explanation of why it is so bothersome and difficult to deal with a constant ache and how she can't sleep and how all of her sweaters are getting snagged. With exasperation, the man kind of rolls his eyes and finally submits, saying, that sounds really hard. I love the way this actress depicts her feelings because her eyes soften as if she's finally feeling heard. And she says tenderly as she leans in and touches his hand, thank you. They go in for a kiss and, well, oh my gosh, it's hysterical. You guys just have to see it and you can find it on YouTube. Remember the scripture in Matthew eleven fifteen: He that hath ears, let him hear. Now there's a charge for us. And almost as a follow-up to that counsel was Elder Marvin J. Ashton's statement that, quote, the time to listen is when someone needs to be heard, end quote. Validating by listening may look like captive eyes, eager engagement, and body language, asking questions about things the other person has shared with you, and then listening fully without letting your mind wander to what you would do in that situation or how you could fix it or any formulating of judgments in any way. It may sound like phrases such as, I can see how you might feel that way, or I would feel the same way, or I'm here for you. It certainly doesn't look like losing interest, letting your eyes wander, or attempting to cut the person off to try and speed up their story. Phrases that negate validation can sound like, seriously, what's the big deal? Or you might be a little sensitive. Or worse yet, I'm sorry, I don't have time right now. Last, but certainly not least on this list, I'd like to discuss what it looks like to feel truly loved. 
I believe that in order to feel truly loved, we first have to feel seen and heard. We need to feel that our universal needs, I am of worth, my feelings matter, and someone really cares about me, are being met. And that's where validation can really help. We've all been there, right? When we're struggling with a particular challenge and we turn to a trusted source, someone we love or at least hope to get some encouragement from, and they in turn respond indifferently with a comment like, so that's the only reason you're upset? Or, well, at least you didn't have to go through what I experienced. Or my favorite, life is hard. Sometimes you just have to buck up. How utterly dismissed do we feel? And how much better and more validated and loved would we have felt by hearing something like, I can't imagine how you must be feeling now, or I can see how hard this is for you. Or at the very least, if they have no way of possibly understanding, I would still feel better hearing, I'm so sorry, you're right, I don't understand, but I hear you and I want you to know that I'm with you during this difficult time, or what do you need from me during this difficult journey? To validate in and through love, there needs to be an empathetic connection. And in order to build that connection, we have to learn how to effectively validate others. In the Doctrine and Covenants 121.41, we're taught that influence can happen, quote, only by persuasion, by long-suffering, by gentleness and meekness, and by love unfeigned, end quote. We're all charged with the commandment to love one another. And we're all considered teachers in one way or another, right? I've learned by parenting our four children that if we want to teach, influence, or increase another's understanding, many times they'll be resistant to opening up and being receptive until they feel loved and validated. The more we listen to and love them, the more they'll be inclined to listen and learn from us. I really hope you heard that powerful truth right there. The more we listen to and love them, the more they'll be inclined to listen and learn from us. I've seen that happen a million times. It's true. When we learn to use the tool of effective validation, many times the person sharing needs only to hear their own thoughts or feel like they're truly being listened to, to form their own conclusions or solve for their own problems. Like I said in the beginning, the effective use of powerful validation can make all the difference in the world, in all of our interpersonal relationships. So I hate to stop, actually. I just love talking about this, and I think it resonates with everyone. But it does feel like as good a place as any to stop this episode. And um, I hope you'll put a pin in it, like I said, and maybe do a little bit of a refresh before next week's episode, where I want to pick up and discuss the simple skills from a book that I read. It's actually Michael S. Sorensen's book. He's the author of the book, I Hear You, The Surprisingly Simple Skill Behind Extraordinary Relationships. And it's all about validation. He has a simple four-step method on how to validate someone that works in every scenario. So I want to go over that, cover that with you. And then we're going to do some interesting scenarios that are a little bit complicated instances to show that you can validate someone who you don't agree with. And it will probably have you doing what it did for me, which is have a good gut check on ourselves and our lives, our views. But I think it's going to be great information. I went over a little bit today. So I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you on the flip side.